Wisconsin podcast. Jason Carter, along with Steve McCullough. Afternoon. Another great edition of the episode. A little bit different format. Do want to uh, throw out a little disclaimer to all you folks listening. No guests this week. Uh, but me and Steve uh, tried out some new stuff here. Uh, you know, we are going to focus on the dirt racing. That is our main passion and everything like that. But uh, the, the time has come to we uh, we must talk NASCAR as well. You seem pained by that. Oh, no, I'm not pained, but I know the fans will be pained. But I guess we should there's say... A, there's a big disconnect with fans of dirt racing and fans of NASCAR oh, racing. Is there and ever? It's huge. I like I like all racing. So, let's sh- drag racing. We yeah. should, really quick, just say that the guest we did announce that was going to come, unfortunately, had to cancel. Yes. For some other issues. Had to cancel. Not because uh, he doesn't like us. Prayers up to everybody in El Paso. Yes. As well as uh, Dayton, Ohio. Correct. Another uh, yes. mass deal there. Uh, so He lives in El Paso, so that's so, a big affecting thing. So that is why he uh, had to not join us this week, but uh, we'll get him on another time when uh, things are less uh, chaotic for him. Exactly. So uh, some big uh, things going on this weekend, uh, starting uh, today. The uh, Knoxville Nationals starting out, man. You got, a, you got a favorite for Knoxville? Oh, my gosh. I mean... You got Kyle Larson there. You got all the World of Outlaw guys there. You got... I'm trying to grab names. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. You got, you got Nawasi going, man. The porch sitter. I feel like uh, that's like a term of endearment. Davik or something? When they say porch sitter. Oh, I'm, I'm getting his name in it. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I actually spent the morning... Believe this or not, Jason, you're going to be amazed by this. Watching all these podcasts and people from the campsite. <laughs> like, I throwing out their predictions and everything and uh things like that so I, I basically everybody named somebody different so all i know is kyle larson is there and everybody hopes he gets smoked right everybody hopes he gets smoked because it's uh, because he's coming or what the four people i watched hopes he gets were like oh, i hope he doesn't do anything or whatever he's gonna get smoked by and then they named some other guys and you know I, I well i it. saw yesterday that brad sweet drinks white claws yes. i have not had a white have you ever had a white claw no i they're taking over man i don't I know. understand it i've never had one i so like two weeks ago three weeks ago whatever a month ago People are like making all these white claw comments and I was just like, whatever. I don't even understand that. Whatever. And then I find out it's an alcoholic drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of like monster. I think for me where I just don't care. I, uh, well, maybe I can go buy some white claws. I don't know if I can buy like just separate for us, you know, to just to try. <laughs> I don't want to buy like a whole six pack or 12 or whatever the heck they come yeah. in. I don't even know what they come in, but I have no idea. Yeah. So I uh, think it's, you're not cool unless you have one right now. Apparently. Yeah. It's the thing. I got a buddy. He was like, Hey, who, who where my boys drinking White Claws with me at this weekend. And I was like, oh, probably the local gay bar. <laughs> yeah. So I lost my insider for Knoxville Nationals. Uh, he's not able to attend this year, unfortunately. Get well, Mr. Dean Mills. Yes, Dean Mills involved in a uh, Dukes of Hazard style uh, car crash deer, the other day. Ac- um, deer avoidance the, accident. The deer are out there in Knoxville. So... Uh, so he is not able Tough to make break. it to do filming, and uh, he's always the guy that I could rely on to give me my insights and make me sound smart. Yeah, what's going on? What you got out there? So you know, now uh, we know nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I have nothing going on. I have to rely on uh, other strangers, I guess is the, is what I need to say there. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you What are you thinking? It's um, you gonna watch it at all on Dirt Vision? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, tune in a little bit there um, to Dirt Vision. I kind of hope uh, Brad Sweet does it this year. Or gravel. You know, we saw those guys win out here in Arizona. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to see somebody that comes out here or somebody that, uh, you know, not not the big name guys, you know, the the mediocre names, I guess you could say. 
I mean, I don't think yeah, those guys are mediocre. No, but no, but no, but they're not Kyle Larson and right. you know guys like that. No, nothing against those guys, but I mean, yeah, looking just, at the uh, the rookie list, I mean, it'd be cool to see Tanner Thorson go out there and do something with it uh, this year. I mean, Robbie Price, I kind of like him. We'll drive around British Columbia, Canada, see how uh, our neighbor from the north does. So, how many Canadians came down for it this year? I have no idea. Hmm. Don't don't ask me those questions. <laughs> well, because I mean the one, uh, you know, they've been racing up there again. So going across the border on those uh, wing sprint cars. So you know, if any of those guys came down, you know, so fifty three cars are there and checked in as of yesterday. I think is that the official count. Uh, I have no idea what the official kind of is. I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, they're getting ready to start here in just a bit, so I'm not too sure. It might have been earlier today. Where the I rookie saw count has gone up. They've gone up to 17 rookies from 14. That tweet just came across on the uh, Nosville Nationals yeah. <laughs> uh, Twitter page. That is, you know what? Um, yeah, that was World of Outlaws that tweeted that out this morning. 53 cars are checked in. And apparently Tarantino Thorson isn't a rookie anymore, so... <laughs> Which I thought was weird. I thought he raced it once or twice, but yeah. So they just took him off that list. But they gained like four more guys, according to this list. Well, that's good that <laughs> getting more people in that for a sport, you know, needs to keep growing. That's what you need to see. Yeah. So I'll be following uh, Jeff Gluck. He, uh, even though he's not a dirt guy, he pretty much he's does have the be best there. coverage and he buy for it. Uh, looking for uh, some dramatic fireworks, though, as always out of Knoxville. It always happens where, you know, a guy doesn't make the main event and, Shit gets crazy, and they start, you know, throwing haymakers and whatnot at each other. So, look to see a lot of slide jobs and uh, other stuff kind of thrown. And uh, hopefully, the Knoxville Moss do eventually post the Walk of Shame photos that they said they could post. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so, this weekend at Brit or this past weekend, Watkins Glen saw uh, some crazy stuff go on. Uh, a lot of uh, tempers were flaring on Sunday's race. Kyle Busch pretty much taking on the world. Uh, first up uh, was William Byron. He uh, got into the back of William Byron going into the bus stop is what people call that. Or you can call it the chicane. I don't even know what the heck they call it, but whatever. Road course terminology. Uh, got him to him on that little interloop bus stop kind of turn there. After, I guess, payback for him overdriving the car and avoiding <laughs> hitting William Byron, he caught back up to him, got into him, and then uh, Chad Canal said to his young driver, go get you him. better go get him uh, or else we're going to have a effing problem. <laughs> yep. And William Byron, in his effort to go get him, failed because he got directly behind Kyle Busch, <laughs> ran it. into the back of him, ruined his car while Kyle Busch hit the brakes and said, whatever, Rook, and uh, flipped him off as he drove away. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna retaliate, I'm all for that. But I mean, if you're gonna retaliate, don't you know know what you're doing, right? <laughs> do uh, which I know you're gonna talk about this next. But do what Bubba, Bubba did, man. Get up beside him, spin him out a little bit. Yeah, give him the old turn. Yeah, right into a wall or something, right? Um, but I mean, it was it was good to see. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. What's your opinion on the uh, Kyle Busch? Uh, I mean, he's, of course, is like, it'll be out to get me. But I mean, I didn't think Kyle Busch should have been mad 
the first incident that happened where they went down into turn number one and it looked like he just kind of overdrove the car. Like he hit the brakes pretty hard and uh, spun himself out is what I thought. Like, I don't think William Byron did anything bad to him to cause that at all uh, there in the early laps. Uh, and apparently Kyle thought differently. So when he got back to him, he, you know, kind of gave him the old bumper and sent him through. So, I mean, I thought Byron, I mean, I don't like the crew chief saying, hey, Go out there and do it. I mean, oh, that's actually what I like it, about it's it. It's kind of yes and no on that. It's like, hey, look, you're young. You got to go out there and do it. But I think Byron needs to watch more videos or something on how to do it. Like he yeah. had no idea what he was doing. So he just got behind him and then and he you know ruined his car. So I mean, hindsight, I guess, 2020 for Chad Knauss. Obviously, is at that point now where he's like, look, I can't take any crap. Like, I got to race these guys. How, you know, I'm getting raced. He's like, I feel like I get done dirty each and every week. I don't care who it is. I'm out here to make a name for myself, which is what he needs to do. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Richard Petty Motorsports isn't that great of a ride as it once was uh, outside of lucking into a Daytona win that was range shortened a few years ago. That car, the 43, that whole team, they haven't done much. So Bubba Wallace, I mean, he has to keep himself relevant and in the news. And this is a great way to do that is, you know, you're not taking crap from a driver who he gives a lot of crap. Well, you're making it sound like Bubba was the instigator in that, which he was not. No, I, I'm not. No, <laughs> like not at all. Like I'm not saying he's the instigator and all that, but, you know, he was the one who did spin out Kyle Busch and the fans were cheering for Bubba Wallace. I mean, what happened? I mean, those drivers got yeah. into each other. They were dooring each other. And, uh, you know, it just kind of was what it was. I mean, apparently Kyle Busch got into the back of Bubba Wallace uh, earlier in the race and caused Bubba to uh, spin out and hit the uh, tire barrier there, which uh, NBC didn't pick up. I yeah. was listening to the uh, Dell Nobody Jr. had it. Listen to the Dell Jr. podcast, and I guess the driver or a fan tweeted at Dell Jr. He's like, oh, man, Kyle Busch got in the back of him. And he's like, well, I can't go off just a fan saying that, you know, obviously on NBC. So um, NBC came out the post race and they were talking about it that it did it did happen right um and everything but yeah there's no literally how is it well, that's my bigger how is there no footage of that how many how many camera angles do we need well i mean at the <laughs> come on to credit it was kyle bush and bubba wallace racing for like 25th cameras are always on though whether they're whether they're right. on i mean i don't know what they're looking at <laughs> it's not like they what, turned the cam- it's not like the camera that was covering that angle wasn't on at the moment right i i day as a film guy i get it trust me <laughs> you're ignoring that but um no i i think my take on this is one i think the crew chief telling his young guy to do it is the was the most important thing coming out for william byron because if you are a young driver going up against a guy like kyle bush you're going to be very reluctant you're going to get mad you're going to get upset but you're going to be very reluctant right to crash your car because you're going to pull in and your crew chief and your owner is going to be like what we have we have to repair this right so being told to do it I mean, he should have just blown the thing up, in my opinion. Like, instead of just ruining this the front end, like he just, I mean, just T-bone the guy, whatever, you know, just I mean, blow the car up. Hey, you told me to take him out. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we're going to take somebody out, you don't hit them square up on the nose to their, but their he, ass yeah. and uh, try to do it that way when you're only running 60 miles an hour under yeah. caution. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you're going to, if my crew chief came up to me and I'm a young driver and they said, hey, he better not make it around. All right, I'm about to go cold trickle into Russ Wheeler here, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ruin your day. I'm going to ruin my day, but now you learned. Yeah. So. And and that's the that's the thing is now now you can have sit down with the driver and talk to him. And be like, all right, here, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. The Bubba Wallace thing is is you know, quite frankly, I'm going to say it this way: is it's good to see he finally gets a spine because he is. I feel like 
he's the kid in school that gets beat up all the time and nobody, and he doesn't stand up for himself. So other people have to stand up for him. Now Bubba's like, all right, now it's my turn. Yeah. I mean, a big reason for that is it's coming up to that time where we hear all these rumors. I mean, the rumors are always swirling around. Uh, you know, the big rumor that, you know, we've talked about, you know, a few, for a few weeks on Twitter, which, I mean, Christopher Bell yesterday did a Q&A and, you know, he pretty much said, hey, I don't know what I'm doing next year. But the big rumor is Eric Jones is in a contract year. There are people that think that he is staying at Gibbs. People like me say, no, I think Christopher Bell might be taking over that 20 ride because what has Eric Jones done outside of lucked into a Daytona win? Um, and then you got Matt DiBenedetto, who I pre- think's pretty much wearing it on his sleeve. They, the 95 car, they get their cars from Joe Gibbs. He, you know, He's actually running pretty good here as of late, but he comes in post-race. He's like, I'm fighting for my career right now. Like He knows something we don't know, which I think, you know, obviously inner workings behind the scenes they is... Know. Christopher Bell is going to either a the 95 with Joe Gibbs backing or B the 20, which is a Joe Gibbs car. They know if they don't know a front because Joe Gibbs racing isn't going to make a move on a driver that they have set up and ready to go because sponsorships sponsorships are with Joe Gibbs racing, but they also approve the drivers. Right. And so you're not going to go to the sponsors and say, Hey, you know, we're going to make a move on this driver. You're not going to go through all of that stuff and not make sure that the driver you want to put in is one able to do it, willing to do it, going to do it for what you want to pay him, all of that stuff. So the inner workings are there and it's, you know, it's, it's a secret, whether it's not a secret, it doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, you can, you can definitely see these last three months, but that's kind of where at the same time, it's like, man, these, if these guys had this fight before, um, I, I think that's what NASCAR is missing to be honest with you is they need these young drivers, these, these Xfinity guys that are winning in Xfinity all the time, or at least finishing in the top three or four every week. And they're the names of the Xfinity. They need to get the chance up, even if it's just a part-time ride. I'm even talking about Chase Briscoe at this point. Oh yeah. Even if he just gets a four or five rides next year and just gets in a car on that level right there, that's just going to bring recognition name to that series. And it's sorely needed right now. It really is. I mean, we look at Christopher Bell stats, the guy in the Xfinity series, the last three years, and he still has, uh, a lot of races left to go here uh, this year, but he has 13 wins in three years, 34 top fives, 39 top tens. And that's, you know, in 61 races, he's done that. People are like, oh, no, he's got to stay down Xfinity, win races, win championships. Like, look, he has 13 wins. Eric Jones, who is in the 20 car, had nine Xfinity wins has a part-timer. Matt DiBenedetto has zero Xfinity wins. And like winning a championship in NASCAR, I heard an interview a few weeks ago with Kyle Larson and I think he pretty much put it how I've wanted to say. He's like, look, people remember winners more than they remember champions. And I think that's exactly true, especially in NASCAR with the playoff format where it comes down to a final four format where, you know, if you have one bad break, go your way. That's not your fault. You're not a champion. We saw last year, Christopher Bell. I mean, gosh, he was in that championship four and going into it. You're like, he's going to win this, yep. <laughs> but he had so much bad luck. He didn't win. So you can't be like, oh, well, that's driver. He sucks. Like, I think the way it, you know, it is now not to take anything away from these NASCAR champions, but when it comes down to it, there could be a time and a point where, we could have all four guys end up in a wreck or three guys end up in a wreck, ruin their day going at Homestead. The guy left standing, he's your champion. It could be a lucky thing. Who won the NASCAR championship last year? The Xfinity was Tyler Reddick. Well, I knew that. 
And then because, on the uh, cup side, it was um, Joey Logano. Yeah, uh, that's that's my point. Is I couldn't think of the winner last year off the top of my head, but I sure can tell you who won a lot of races last year. You know, individual races or right. whatever throughout the year. And then that that was more of my point there on saying that was on there. You know, was no, I I agree. I, I think the week to week deals. You know, I think in the moment you remember the champion. You know, because yeah, like, it I mean, is after such a the big race deal. next year, once it happens, yeah, you'll remember the champion. Yeah. But the way this format is, it doesn't help out to be the guy who goes out and wins 10 races now. Because no. it just comes down to, I mean, you know, last year it was all, I mean, Uberman Cup, it was about the big three this half, second half of the season Kyle Bush, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick. And it was Joey Logano who got into the final race by using the bumper to Martin Truex at Martinsville yep. to propel himself to a win. Like he got, I mean, and where has he been all year? Nowhere. Just kind of right in the back. You know, you didn't really talk about Joey Lugano much and there he was. I think he has a champion. So I think it's all luck of the draw thing. And, uh, when you get to Homestead, so kind of is what it is, but well, I mean, it's set up that way. You're exactly right. It's set up that way. So the end of the year is exciting. You know, but the, you know, and it makes it exciting. I feel like NBC, I don't know what it is, but as soon as you get off of Fox, it goes crazy for NBC. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but there are so many great races that they're getting. Like they have to be the luckiest broadcast group right now. You, yeah, but that's because you're coming up on the playoffs. <laughs> Is that it? Like what? It's got to be. I mean, at what point? Like, it's like after. It's like after the. It's know, almost like these guys are sandbagging the first half of the year. Nah, and then it's like, nope, now it's time to race. Yeah, it's like after. It's like after the switch, you know, the break or whatever you want to call it, and then they go to NBC. Then it's like that first week's like standard operating procedure, and then it's like, hey, we gotta get, we get man, how far are we out of the playoff? Like go. in June, like they took over Chicagoland, great race, yeah. you know, Bowman and Larson, Daytona, yeah, is what it is. I, I, I don't really I, care. I mean, it almost seems like as soon as NBC picks it up, they start. talking talking about the playoffs though too. right Fox right because i mean that's their thing like yeah. they have the playoffs and fox I mean, never does yeah so. I mean, if the super bowl's on your channel you're gonna talk about the super bowl but i mean the drivers i mean i every every week since it's been on nbc all i hear about is hey you're out of the playoffs by this much or you're in the playoffs by this right. much you know what do you have to do to stay in there like they're asking the drivers i don't remember fox doing that even on their last yeah, two, I mean, so. because they really don't have to. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, once it comes to uh, NBC, that's the time to uh, get up and go. I mean, you're going to have all these uh, drivers who, you know, have to make playoffs. I mean, the cutoff line is there for a reason, and we're coming right up on it. I think we got, what, six races left? Mm, excuse me. Now until we get to uh, Vegas. So time is here. Time is now. Four races, five races. Yeah, Michigan. Five races? No, Michigan. Was, was last week the six? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Michigan, Bristol, uh, Darlington, Indianapolis, right? Yep. And yep. Then yeah, Indianapolis so, is yeah, the so uh, the cutoff four, there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and no, and, and these drivers are feeling the pressure, man. I, I was, I mean, somebody that was like in sixth place. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. And I mean, they were like, man, I, I, I can't afford a bad outing today. You know, it's, it's going to knock me out and I'm going to be fighting from the outside. And I'd rather be inside fighting for it. And it was just like, man, you're four races out and you're worried about all that, you know? Right. So it's one of those things where it comes down to, it. I mean, I think it does make it exciting for the fans. Is it, you know, a little bit of a, uh, added entertainment yeah i mean 
let's face it, if you're a NASCAR fan out there and you think NASCAR is the purest form of racing, you're completely wrong in that with the new rules this year that are set up. But I think the new rules have made it exciting. Uh, we definitely saw some differing opinions about that on uh, Twitter this past week. Uh, with, I mean, I get it. Dave Moody, he's on the company dime. So he kind of has to lean more towards the, ah, oh, NASCAR, how hard is it to understand? Like, really, Dave? Like, come on, dude. Like, know. You, you know. Like, like, you know, as the casual fan between us, it's difficult to understand, actually very difficult to understand. It's, you know, it's not when when I was casually watching NASCARs in the 80s and 90s, there's, you know, factories, you know, oh, you just roll it off a factory and run it out there, you know, and every car's the same. Right. And now that's just not the case. They try to make every car the same, but everybody has these separate deals and you know more about it and, uh, you know, the smallest things. So, but uh, I mean, for the most part, most of these cars now are more of the same than they've ever been with the horsepower restrictions yeah, but, and the package and all that stuff. But that just seems counterintuitive to, you know, restrict all that stuff and it's just baffling. <laughs> but I mean, it has made for more exciting racing. No, no, I've think yeah. I've thought, I mean, is it the purest from nor, but I'm entertained every Sunday when I watch and, and they're letting the drivers, which actually is the biggest controversial thing that I see is a lot of, a lot of people are complaining that they're, you know, the drivers are wrecking each other and things like that. And NASCAR wants that and they're, pr- they're promoting it and they're yeah, telling the drivers to do it. Using it in commercials. And a lot of, uh, a lot of the fans are like, we don't like to see that. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have a boring race and you, then you can't have uh, guys doing it, you know? But one thing about Watkins Glens is, you know, Kyle Busch was like, if I do that, you know, I'd be, I'd be taken off the track immediately. Right. Well, you've done it a few times. Yeah. You weren't you, taken you, off the track. So you, you've had a few, 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 few more offenses. So, I mean, going back on Sunday, Dave Moody did say Elliot had the fastest car in practice. Elliot had the fastest car in qualifying. Elliot had the fastest car in the race. It's really not that hard to figure out, which of course he is a turn announcer for MRN works for NASCAR. That's, I mean, MRN, they're owned by NASCAR on the company dime does a serious like some show where he calls anybody that disagrees with him, a complete moron, uh, Matt Weaver, uh, who uh, writes for Auto Weekly, um, great follow, good, big uh, fan of uh, local short track racing, uh, whether it be pavement, dirt, whatever, you name it. He's always out at a short track and doing the NASCAR stuff as well. He says if the nine was faster than the 19, he would just driven away, which is pretty much I thought so, too. You know, it was a <laughs> hell of a drive by chase guy had to hit his marks at a road course, which isn't easy at all. But, you know, um, you're a special kind of ignorant if you're denying the extreme arrow effect. So that's Matt Weaver. So I thought it'd be cool if they did a first take style show because uh, oh, that was you I, that tweeted. Yeah, that? <laughs> I, I, I would love to see Matt Weaver just kind of put him in his place. Well, they would never do it. So, well, since I was sick on Sunday, I actually watched the post race. I watched the whole race and then I watched the post race because I was just staring there staring at the television and uh i mean it was the the post-race stuff was even great with the with the uh guys in the studio there yeah nbc does a pretty solid job with their post-race stuff because they they do it at the track i like how they do it at the track but they were arguing back and forth about you know what happened out there between bubba and they were showing it and they were talking about it and i mean it i I did i do feel like nbc gets more uh in in depth kind of than Fox ever did on especially on their post race and, and thing. That's one of the reasons why I don't watch it is they usually don't get anything out of it. So um but you know, speaking of short tracks and everything, Eldora, man. Oh my gosh, the truck race. Great stuff. Yeah. 
Stuart Friesen. Any more? Ca- the dub. I think I just saw another caution come out. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sucked. I mean, that made it. I mean, <laughs> it's already the longest Eldora dirt track race ever because, I mean, a truck going around there just feels like it takes forever <laughs> and a day. And then you add on the 800,000 caution laps. I mean, it sucks for the fans. And I'm glad the fans were like in tune with what was going on the track because they were booing them. They're like, really? <laughs> another caution lap because so you guys can figure out what the order is yeah like like y'all have spotters there like do we need a race director when they go to the dirt track to like just get rid of the race radios and just have the race director say hey you go here you go there and then yeah. do it is that what we, we, we gotta yeah. do now I mean, that's frustrating on a normal dirt track for that we go to, you know, is when they run 12 yellow laps. Well, at least they don't count laps. Yeah. Well, that's that's true, too. I mean, that's the other difference. I mean, that's that's the thing with it is they're yeah, counting these counting. laps where instead of having 25 laps left, it takes them five laps to figure it out. You got 20 laps left. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You need to you need to watch it because it's just not fair at that point. You can. Well, you can stall and manipulate it if you need to or whatever, but... But good run for uh, Stuart Friesen, picking up yeah. the dub. So uh, his first uh, win in the uh, NASCAR camping, or NASCAR Grander, Grander Outdoors. Gander. Gander? Gander. Gander. G-A-N-D-E-R. So yeah, his... Uh, first uh race win that was uh, pretty exciting to see i thought the coverage did uh really well where they were interviewing drivers you know because they obviously focused on dirt guys that were just showing up and then they were interviewing the guys that don't do a lot of dirt racing and just asking them what they think and and things like that so i thought the coverage was really well especially during the qualifying before so i thought some of the funniest stuff that you saw excuse me come out of there was you know like ross chastain was like what dirt's racing like he is like i've never raced on dirt <laughs> this is stupid i hate everything but i mean he he ran pretty solid racer until he uh, spun out a little bit late you can tell who was a dirt racer and who wasn't because the dirt guys would get out and talk about the track in dirt terms and right. the asphalt guys would be like yeah i don't know my car just won't turn uh. yeah, for, for some reason <laughs> uh, we keep doing this i, I, I yeah. have no idea what's going on but no yeah you're exactly right and that's what i, I love about it is when i watch it i feel like you know I'm the smartest guy in the room compared to all the other NASCAR <laughs> people that watch it. And they're like, what's this? Like, oh, man, I track. It's, it's real slick. It's doing this and that. Yeah. You know? Like, it's what's going on here. So, I mean, I think uh, one of those things is, uh, you know, kind of like, makes makes me feel a little bit better yeah, about myself. Get, I'm sitting there watching and I'll be like, you know, that well, that's not the high line there. You know, that high line's not going to work for you. And they're trying to go into it, you know, and it's, just, you know, and they, they just keep staying in there because they don't know. They can't figure it out. It's pretty funny to watch. One thing I thought was kind of lame with it is they did have a last chance race for really no reason at all because that was a complete waste of time. There was no reason for a last chance race um, at all. They were all starting. <laughs> yeah. Since everybody's starting like, oh, let's do a last chance race to de- determine the last five. Like, really? Was it sponsored by someone? Like, did I not get the memo? <laughs> I think it was, you know, that was just a, a filler. But I agree with 150 laps, knowing what's coming. And then plus that race took forever, like because mm-hmm. you have a bunch of back markers, essentially, that are just spinning out like every so often. So, I mean, that kind of sucked. But I mean, 150 laps were ran a uh, time of race, one hour, 49 minutes. Um, Stuart Friesen picking up his first dub. Like I said, I mean, the caution laps were just crazy crazy that, that's the most frustrating thing as a casual race yeah 12 man. cautions for 68 laps but, so that's over like two-thirds really, of the race but then they don't tell you why and that's what gets frustrating but i think know, that and, on the tv side they're, they're trying to figure out why they're no, why, I, I know. We that's, back that's, that's what like I'm well saying. fans are booing like what's going on here like i get frustrated when we're you know our track and i'm in the booth next to you and the race director sitting next to us and i'm like why are we running 
two more. Like, tell us what, tell us what's going on. You know, I was like, what's going on here? And then there's always a reason. And I mean, you don't know if they would have explained it or said it, it would have been better, but, but, but uh, big shout out, Timmy Ward. Yep. Modified driver from Mesa, Arizona, the Mesa Missile, finished uh, 16th. Man, came home a uh, pretty solid uh, outcome for him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look bad at all, actually. No, nah, he looked pretty good there. Just having a truck. Got a little bit of help uh, there, I believe. Stage two. There's a pretty big wreck that uh, <laughs> kind of put him up to a bit, I believe 14th or so. He finished stage two, and then uh, you know, kind of was keeping up with him on the ticker, like trying to follow. Like, oh, where's Tim Ward at? Yeah, like, oh, there he is. They weren't showing very much of the back, of course. Well, they got all spread out, and <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> anyway but, right um but no i mean it, it i mean that's quite a feat to one finish that race but then two you know your first race yeah. in a truck that's under fun i mean you know didn't have too many issues finished on the lead lap brought her home safe and sound i mean obviously the caution laps help with the lead lap finish but um nah that's uh, pretty cool to see so hope be really hopeful you know he gets uh one or two opportunities for the years over on the uh the pavement stuff so uh we'll see maybe he can make a in phoenix in november when he's back home uh get him out there in truck november the home, I, I said raceway. let's do it lot, i mean guys are getting out of the uh somebody else is selling their uh truck series uh camper and trailer right now so there's opportunities you purchasing or what <laughs> no yeah right so the you heard it here first um, uh, from myself on Twitter at Jason Carter zero three uh, yesterday uh, you know some news is going around circling Jeffrey Earnhardt I kind of posted it that Jeffrey Earnhardt could be out of the IK9 JGR partnership today Jeffrey Earnhardt tweeted just want to let y'all know that IK9 and I have parted ways and want to thank them for the opportunity to race with Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota Racing he wishes them the best in their future IK9 an hour ago tweeted out um, somebody came at them at IK9 underscore Goble and said, y'all suck. They said, Jeffrey canceled his contract with us. Please direct your frustration to his page. Um, wow. That person came back and said, why would Jeffrey cancel his contract with you? That makes absolutely no sense. Guess y'all are liars too. Which IK9 should probably not respond, but yeah. they did. Canceled, we accepted, and moved to do the best for our organization. We wish Jeffrey the best of luck. He hopefully will have big news in the future to tell us all. Which the person came back and said, any proof? Like, dude, get over it, all right? Like, you're not watching Jeffrey go Hold run on. 25th. Is this Jeffrey's dad? Right, this might be Je <laughs> like the burner account. His brother, yeah, exactly. From, I mean, he does have Earnhardt uh, cover photo and everything, so yeah, who knows? Like... <laughs> It has 12 tweets. All of them came today to IK9. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Like People are like, oh, you guys need to elaborate. What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, they actually don't. Yeah, they have no reason to elaborate, which I mean, we all kind of knew. I mean, I think IK9 personally is kind of like a potsy scheme. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> and we yeah. talked about that and when we were in California. Like, where's this money coming from? Yeah, it's, there's there, Something doesn't make sense to a lot of people about it. Yeah, but um, they have announced that uh, ISMA driver and former IndyCar driver Jack Hawksworth will drive the uh, IK9 car this weekend. Um, so who knows what's going on there? Uh, what exactly well, is it'll it'll uh, all it'll all come out. But I mean, IK9 needs to not get involved with those conversations and. I yeah, think get it, rid of the loose lips on Twitter there. I even think it's bad that they said that Jeffrey Earnhardt's the one that canceled. Like, no, man, you're the owner. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you're the sponsor. I mean, obviously, IK9 Jeffrey Earnhardt, that was a package deal with JGR. So not exactly too sure what happened there um, to end that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Jeffrey does. I know, I mean, he was pretty excited. I mean, he actually was having solid runs in the races that he ran this year. So, 
Yeah, I mean, um, well, I didn't. We didn't see him in March, right? Because no, was running yeah, it, Kyle so, was running, yeah, so, so he was kind of out there just him. doing some stuff for IKN actually. Yeah. But but like, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's got some talent out there. It's just he seems to keep getting with you know teams that. Uh, for whatever reason, doesn't work out, and we never really know the reasons. Right? I mean, this was definitely his best shot, and I think he made the most of it with the runs that he did have this year. I mean, obviously, I mean, last year, you're driving for Derek Cope. You're not going to go far in life uh, driving for a backmarker team. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, what he did this year. I mean, the stats were kind of there. I mean, the end results weren't extremely great, but, uh, you know, I did think he... Uh, kind of showed, hey, if I'm in good equipment, here's what can happen. But, uh, you know, a lot of times we will see this with uh, racing, especially in the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series, is it all comes down to uh, what sponsorship you're bringing. And now that he doesn't have that sponsorship anymore, I see the opportunities being less and less for him because uh, talent isn't everything over there in uh, NASCAR land. Not, not these days. Well, um, yeah, but, you know, there's, I mean, if he did, if just speculating of course which is what i do best uh let me put my gossip hat um i mean if he asked to get out of his contract he might have been told that you know bush is or you know bush is going to continue to run as much next year so he's gonna have less opportunities or the same amount of opportunities and you might you might have something else an opportunity you know with the team where he can run more next year lined up so he was looking for that opportunity so well, we'll see. Well, I'm going with the ladder. He's probably done. Uh, <laughs> retiring. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're dark. I was, I was still. trying to be nice. And, uh, one more week. On the dirt track stuff. So uh, one more week would be running this weekend, but with Sturgis linking up and everything, not going to work out. But uh, we do have Michigan this week uh, with the Truck Series and the Cup Series and the Mid-Ohio. little road course race action. Uh, who, are you picking, uh, who are you liking in the uh, Cup race on Sunday? Well, Jason, uh, judging by the Michigan International Speedway's banking on the left-hand side on the turn three, along with the car setup on the fender of the left angle. Okay, I have no idea. Joe Lugano. <laughs> did win there uh, this past uh, the first race out there. Yes, they are did. adding the PJ1 traction compound to this race. Yes, which slows them down. Uh, gives more grip. Well, yeah, okay. Doesn't so, really slow them down. Just, just them gives them more grip in the uh, in the corners, so the top groove can uh, you know kind of work yeah. a little bit there. Not just have one groove. I mean, I thought the race, Michigan, I mean, Joe Logano pretty much waxed their ass the entire race. You couldn't yeah. pass at all for the lead. Yeah. But coming down late, I mean, Martin Truex was working with somebody. I don't remember who it was at right but, now. I think it might have been Clint Boyer, where they were actually using the draft. The draft was actually playing a part in that race in June, and they were actually using the draft to catch up to Logano before a late race caution came out and kind of yeah, washed but that. that so. That's what I remember about the race in June was it was just single file, nothing happening. Yeah. So I, I would expect the same. So whoever so gets out with front. With the PJ1 compound, might help out. So we'll see. Uh, if you're quick on Friday, chances are you'll be quick on uh, Sunday. Uh, I'll go ahead and take, uh, I like Clint Boyer for this one. Mm, going Boyer, huh? Kind of heard his names in the rumor mills uh, here recently. And uh, usually when that happens, you see drivers kind of start rising to the top. What so. were the rumors? He's going to win? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> can't, can't let those out at the moment. No, I mean, you can have the same Speedway guys. You know, Logano's going to, I mean, Logano's going to be up there. It's, you know, but you know how the luck goes on that backside there and you know when they have the when the cautions come out and when they're pitting and all that good stuff so but definitely one of the speedway guys is pulling away with this but i don't unless that compound does something that i don't i don't know is going to happen just adds more grip uh, you know but um they're hoping for more side-by-side racing yeah and I, I don't even think, think you're, i don't think you're going to get that i think guys are just going to spread out you know the beginning part of the race and then you know guys will try to make something happen and just somebody will have speed somebody won't and it'll just go from there I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of uh, excitement. Let's put it that way. So you picking anybody? 
Uh, I said Logano. Okay. Let's go Logano again. There you go. So two I got two. Borat. You got Logano. We'll see how it works out. Uh, Knoxville. Uh, I guess if I had to make my final pick, I'd go with uh, Brad Sweet. That's who I'm picking. Sticking with you, even all. I mean, he won. He won Kings Royal, man. You, a lot of times, you'll see these guys. They'll win that one big race, and they just keep winning the other big races throughout the year. So, I got to stick with the hot hand. A lot of people on my Facebook feed that I was watching this morning uh, were talking about Danny Dietrich, who I was trying to think of earlier. One of the posse guys yes. coming out. I mean, he is well up there. A lot of guys, and they're not picking him because of posse, just because of his racing style, and think he'll be successful there. So, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go with him. All right, we'll All see. I'm interested to see what the posse guys do. I am uh, really interested. Uh, I know, uh, you know, we talked about earlier with the, uh, you know, Kyle Larson kind of dubbed them the porch sitters, uh, where these guys only stay in PA. But, you know, got some guys from PA coming to uh, to Iowa now. Uh, Knoxville isn't in Tennessee for all you fans out there who have no idea where Knoxville's at. It's Knoxville, Iowa, not Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> um, so, uh, I flew into the wrong airport. And I, I like how uh, the Wasi, they kind of came out and said, uh, you know, their, their T-shirts actually have hashtag porch sitters on it so uh I the 69k car and uh they actually did a video the other day where he was sitting on the porch i'm not gonna lie got to you up and got into the rig and I, i'm not gonna lie to you i actually was like i would order that shirt yeah i thought it's a pretty good shirt <laughs> did you see i just feel like when you say porch sitters though people are like you racist yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of other <laughs> did you see um I mean, you can't count out guys like Brady Bacon, you know, the old staples and whatnot. Do you see his race last night where he took the challenge and 20, what, 25th or 26th? Yeah, the first, started at the and, rear, yeah. Hundred dollars for each car he passed, or <laughs> got it done. And the picture at the end was awesome. We had the trophy, and then he just had the money laid out. <laughs> so I mean, you got—I mean, you, you know—I don't even know how you could pick somebody at this point on this because you got all. I mean, the it's other a hard race to pick. I mean, obviously you're gonna have Donnie shots up there. Yeah, I would assume, right? I mean, that's why I, I just kind of went with Brad Sweet just because he did win Kings Royal I, um, at Eldora, and I feel like you know these guys. I mean, he won one hundred fifty thousand there. I mean, we've seen him Brady Bacon where he's won money show after money show yep. after money show. Show. We've seen it, uh, you know, last year. I mean, not as big as money shows, but Colby Copeland, he won uh, out here in Arizona Speedway at the uh, Copper Classic, where the heck we call that final race in November. It was five grand to win, but he also won a 10 grand to win in California. He also won another 15 grand to win. Like, I feel like these guys who win these big money shows, they just keep winning big money shows. So I like uh, I like Brad Sweet. I think the bigger interesting story coming out of this because of because of my warped mind is who misses the A main what big names are going to actually miss it, you know, going into it and then they're going to be mad. Right. So that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> well, we will see. Uh, one thing uh, did want to say real quick, man, three years goes by pretty quick. Yeah. Saw you post that today. I'm wearing my uh, BC uh, hat right now, but uh, Brian Kloss, I couldn't find mine. Pass away on this day uh, three years ago. So uh, it doesn't get any easier. You my know, Facebook. You, you look back and you think, I mean, you watch all this stuff and you're like, holy cow. And then you see all the videos and stuff come out. It's just like, holy cow. Yeah. My, I woke up this morning and usually my memories don't pop up on Facebook. And I loaded it up and loaded Facebook up. And it was first thing that popped up, your memories. And it was my what I posted after the accident because we had already... I was on a plane in Chicago coming back home and heard her. Yeah, I was trying to remember if you were in Chicago that weekend because I, I was. was. In, I knew I knew you were there, but I yeah. was actually in uh, Macomb, Illinois, over by the uh, Iowa border. I heard about it as I was boarding the plane, so I was sitting in my plane seat and heard about it and heard it was bad. 
then when I had landed, so a three hour flight, landed here pretty late or whatever, I had a voicemail saying it wasn't looking good, but it's not public, keep it quiet, whatever. So, uh, so that's when I changed it to that. But yeah, so three years ago, it's Facebook. It's, it, to be honest with you, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. And, but I agree with you. It's, uh, you know, uh, never, uh, especially around this time, especially because this is such a big week for what he did. And, uh, right. you know, so yeah, the way the races kind of fell, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, holy cow, you know, now here we are uh, with Knoxville. So, uh, you know, a place where he did win, you know, qualify night at, which was, you know, pretty exciting. One of his yeah. crown achievements because yep. I mean, he was never much of a wing guy himself, but uh, started doing that uh, more and more. There has a, you know, his life uh, wound down. Yeah, it, you know it, and I never post my memories for stuff like that or whatever. But I was like, nobody else is doing it. I didn't see anybody else do it yet. But it was. Well, like, I, saw, I saw a few people. Yeah. My my memories usually come across. But it was like six. It was like five thirty in the morning this morning. So a lot of people out here hadn't woken up yet or whatever. So I'll get like, like I'll the uh, seven o'clock update tonight. And that's when I usually get my memories. Like, hey, you have memories with so and so at like seven p.m. So that's when I usually look at mine and see if they're worth posting. But do want to thank all you fans for listening. Uh, if you have a, a BC moment, make sure you comment like subscribe uh, share this with your friends we are on facebook uh, by just searching racing with jason podcast can also go to racingwithjason.com as well to uh, check out everything go to gestaltproduction.com that's the uh, kind of the blanket page for all the racing action here in the great state of arizona uh, we also have um, a few more other things the main event podcast we have that you can follow steve on twitter instagram and snapchat at smac 500 hit me up on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter as well at Jason Carter03. Love interacting with all you awesome race fans. And uh, next week we'll be back uh, talking a little bit of racing as we look ahead to USA Raceway in Tucson next week and uh, hopefully soon getting back in the swing of things out here in the great state of Arizona. Yeah, finally, I've, I'm getting too comfortable having my Saturday nights open. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I have no idea what to, what to do with myself. It's like, man, it's, people are like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> so and, uh, editing videos and all that stuff. It's like I'm getting lost. Getting um, lost indeed. But thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless the troops and God bless America.